Why, hello there. Welcome to episode 58 of the Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour. This week, I have two uh, special guests here uh, to, to chat about whatever. Uh, drink some coffee and maybe wax nostalgic about decades past. Uh, I am referring to my maternal grandparents, fresh off their vaccinations, been holed up for goddamn a year now. And uh, now that they got the old shots, they're, they're out and about, probably going to speak to some people and socialize again. I figured, hey, why not hit the old record button and uh, get them on record? Now, you'll notice my, my grandpa's going to do most of the talking. And like a lot of couples who've been married for over 60 years, they are kind of an unintentional comedy duo. Uh, at any rate, uh, let's get to it. On to the pot. I've never seen a beer until my dad died and I went to work for these Germans. That's all they do is drink beer to Germans. Well, did they speak German at that time? Were they still speaking German, the family? Well, no, they, they could, but they spoke American, you know, English. People wow. I was with anyway. That was in George, Iowa? Yeah, probably with George. Now, world during this, what year was this? The fifties? No. Oh, when I, you were a kid, when you was. I was seventeen years old. Oh, so this would have been. Fifty-one. Fifty-one. So did World War Two change people speaking German? Was there a lot of anti-German feeling during and after World War Two, or did nobody care? I didn't get around. No, we stayed at home. We didn't get nowhere. We the church on Sunday, and that's the only time we went somewhere. So how old were you when you dropped out of school? Eighth, eighth grade? Yeah. And how old were you when you got kicked out of the church? I was... My dad died when I was 17. So this Arnold Burns, he was at the sale. And after the sold this hay rack stuff, he come over to me and he says, uh, would you like to work for me? I says... I don't have no place to go tonight. I says, yeah, I'll work for you. So I got in his pickup and went over there and worked for him. And I didn't get nowhere for three months. And then he went to the hospital. He had heart problems. And uh, three months later, he says, well, I can do chores if you want to take Sunday off. So I thought I better go to church once. And that's when I got kicked out of the church. What were you doing? Just talking? To whispering, talking about the Saturday night before. We went downtown and Rock Valley and... But they didn't say nothing to them two guys. They were doing the same thing I was, but... They picking on me because I didn't have any parents, I suppose. So what did the preacher, what did he say to you? He, he knocked on the pulpit. Lane, 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 if you can't be quiet, leave. So I got up and left. Well, thank you. His <laughs> <laughs> kids thank him every time we have to go to, a, to that church to a funeral. 
they thanked Dan for leaving the church. So they were really strict, right? There was no dancing, no TV. No, no TV, no radio, no nothing. There still isn't. Yeah. But then the young kids, with their cars, they couldn't have an antenna on their car, so it'd go out of the bottom of the car, the, the fender. The antenna would stick out by the fender, so nobody would know if they had a radio in that car. Well, that's the first time I heard that. Well, sure they did in Rock Valley. I remember that. I didn't do it. Well, but you were a, you were a brave one. And when did, when did your mom pass? How old were you? Fourteen. So you kicked, kicked out of the church at 17. And then you went to the service. When I was 20. When you were 20. Now he's doing a puzzle of Iwo Jima. Of them putting up the flag. Huh. You ever see that? Yeah. Or the puzzle or the, the photo or the... You ever see the photo of... Yep. I've seen the footage too where they... they well, tell them about that. You, you were there? I was there 11 and a half months. I was a big huncher there. I run a crane and nobody knew how to run the, run the crane except me. And I was a big huncher with a company commander and a first sergeant. And I drove up to... I was the only, there was only two of us. There's 200 guys in my outfit that went down to Iwo Jima to build two big tanks, one water tank and one gas tank. So they wouldn't come with barrels anymore. And then I could drive a truck up that mountain, but I would only go once every two weeks, and the other, every other week I'd we'd go swimming in the ocean, and the other week I'd go up the mountain with a truck, and you get, you know, eight, eight inches from the edge of rolled over the mountain with the front wheel of the tire when you go around, you know. And, there was only two of us that dared to do it. What was the name of the mountain? Mount Tsurubachi. This was in Japan? Iwo Jima. It was on that island. Okay. That's where he was stationed. And I was there 10, ten years after the Korean War. So this is 50s? No, that was Second World War. That was, I, was in, I was in with the Korean War. 53, I think. 52 or two, 3, one of the two. Three. 51. 51? When were you there, though? I was there in '54. Uh, '54. And so the Korean War is technically over at yeah. that point. Just getting. Yeah, no, I was in Korea three and a half months. And so you guys were there building things, or what was the, what was the mission, or what, what were you guys doing there? Me, I run a crane. And building bridges. I went to school in Itajima. That's right by Japan, and right from there they sent me to. North Korea, between China and North Korea. And I, we had to build bridge, build three bridges so our troops could get back. They blew up all the bridges so they couldn't get across. So I built them bridges and there was like 2,400 guys waiting to get across that bridge. And, when, and their hands were frozen. And when they, I was the guy that had a, they could only have one guy getting off the bridge, one guy getting on the bridge, and one guy in the center, because there were snipers that, you know, there was only one guy who would get shot that way. So 
I had pat the guy on the back mm -hmm. day and night. I do that. I did it for two nights and two days. Those guys kept going across there, and I pat them on the back. Go, you know. Well, tell them about the hurricane. Oh yeah, when I was ready to go home, and then I did. Iwo Jima had we had a typhoon. It was and took our tents down. It was we lived in tents, and they said a typhoon was heading for Iwo Jima. So we went up to the Quonsetsbury Air Force were at, and I was up. In the, I was on the top bunk. There was six of us playing cards, probably blackjack. And all of a sudden, the two by six come flying right through the tin. They went right, right between us. Uh, we decided to get in the, we called it the latrine, the bathroom. It was surrounded with cement blocks, the bathroom was. And two other guys went in there and stood in that, with their arms down, their arms up for a day and a half and a night. And then, a day and a half? Just standing like this? Yeah, or down. Because you're, you're that tightly packed. You're packed in there. And then all of a sudden it got real quiet. And one guy says, we're in the center of the typhoon. Let's head for the caves. So we all took off and ran to the caves. It was about a mile away. We run out there, up in the mountain, running in a big cave. You could drive a truck in there. And the minute we got in there here, the wind come from the other way. 210 miles an hour when when we got out of there everything was gone huh so when you're st stuck in there where are you shitting and pissing are you in your you're pants right in your pants and you just got to sit there and, and wait it out that's all you gotta do when they came out the twit the buildings were all gone and all was left was the the iron thing or the cement thing where the toilet was they were sitting outside in the toilets there's nothing, I mean, right out in the open. Because the building's gone. We right? build a, Better than shit yourself. Yeah. We built a bathroom with a stool, you know, there was about six places where you sit down. And everything was gone but that. But there's, I got a picture of a guy yeah, sitting got, down we, there. We should have brought that book along, that, his army book. Yeah, you, you come over and I'll show you that. I think I saw a little bit of it. I got, I got a lot of pictures. I happened to buy a camera from a guy, he was going home and he didn't have any money. And he wanted $40 for a good camera, so I bought it from him. But then he got paid and he wanted to buy it back. I says, no way. I, and I used it to take some pictures. But and how long were you there? Total? 11 and a half months. Well, you can say a year, right? A year? I was three and a half months in Korea. And so you probably met and hung around guys from all over the country. There was one guy from Iowa coming on Iwo Jima from Iowa. Most of them were from Chicago, New York. Mostly city kids? Yeah. They didn't. The, the black guys, we just about half my company were black guys, and they never drove a vehicle in their life. They didn't want to drive. They didn't public, drive a car. Public transportation. Yeah. Yeah. They was always in taxi cabs and buses. <laughs> but then tell them about the Jeep. Oh, the Jeep was, after a typhoon, the Jeep was wrapped around a tree stump. And 
it's all bent up and laying upside down. And the sergeant says, you're going to have my Jeep if you get it started. By God, we took a bunch of guys and put her, tipped it over and pulled the fenders out and stuff and took the top off and and set it there a little while and turned the switch on, but I got it started. And so it was about noon then and the bar blew away. There was whiskey and beer all over the place. So we loaded up that Jeep a couple times and put the whiskey and we brought it to the back of the island there. We drank beer and whiskey for nothing for two weeks. But it was only a nickel for a bottle of beer there when it was there. At the local bars or was it bars set up by by the military? Or the local bars? It was the military. Okay. Uh, there was no civilians there. There, there was 12 Japanese, they were cooks. They were cooks and and uh, after the typhoon, we never seen him again. Did you get any like R and R where you could kind of travel around and to local towns and cities, or were you mostly? There was just, a, there was just. Oh, they're out in the ocean. Island it was, it was oh, yeah. it's just an island. It's seven miles long and three miles wide at the widest. They'll never let you off the island for maybe a, a weekend here or there. How could you get away? It yeah, was, true. It was. An airplane took four hours to get to Japan. Really? Yeah. And I did go in two hour and hours. But then they drank all the booze and Lane got drunk and let the other guy drive the Jeep. And your designated driver crashed it? He did. And guess who had paid for it after we got married? That was, was the damn church mouse. I had, paid for a Jeep. If you I had uh, if you got less than ninety days you get out when you got back from overseas and I, I had 96, so I had to go back to Fort Leonard Wood, and they put me in, uh, on, uh, well, an ammo dump where they had all the ammo buried in the underground. I had to drive around that four hours for two weeks, four hours on it, eight hours off and four hours on, and I was in charge of that, and I had a private with me. I was a corporal. and. Uh, I went out and got drunk with the guys, and I got I went and got in the jeep without them knowing it. But I just so I parked away in the back of the island, or uh, ammo dump, and uh, I says to the private, I says I'm going to crawl in the back seat. I says if anybody shows up, wake me up. So he wakes me up and he says, can I drive? Well, I says, you're not supposed to, but the, I says, I'll let you drive. It's only 15 miles an hour. Well, that's all the faster we were supposed to drive on that Hamilton. And I crawled back in the seat and went to sleep. And next thing I knew, the, the Jeep was laying upside down and we were both inside of it. We tipped it over and we had to push it a half mile to the gate. Whereas, it wouldn't start? The Jeep wouldn't start? Must have not have, I don't know why we pushed it. But it was damaged pretty much. And, and you had to pay for it? I had to pay for it later on. Two and years you got out of the service. Two years. $210 I had to pay. And that was a lot of money to us, let me tell I you. I paid $10 a month for two years. <laughs> we were broke. That doesn't seem right. They said it was your Jeep, right? If you could start it, it's. 
It was your Jeep. That was a different one. No, that was, that a, was a different one. That okay. was a new Jeep with a Cineport Underwood. Okay. I was on guard there for two weeks. I really hadn't made a new gym that was a crane operator. I could do whatever I wanted to. In fact, uh, at the crane, they, I didn't get a crane until three months after I was there. I was on a, a jackhammer going, they were digging a pipeline underneath the, uh, we had to go through a couple of the airport Runways, it spent about nine inches. I had a jackhammer. I had to break that up with that. I had muscle like that. You couldn't believe. Yeah, the jackhammer give you give well, you some muscles. Well, it weighed a hundred pounds. You know, you get through that cement, mm -hmm. and you had to lift that up. Then that is ninety feet wide. You know, and I had to go across a couple times. And there's two runways. It's, and when you got back, you, you had no interest in running a crane or doing jackhammer. You just wanted to. Sell I was going to go. I was going to go uh, to California and run a crane. Uh, the guy's uncle that I knew was in the service with. He says his uncle's looking for a guy to run a crane. I says, how much they pay? And he said, eighteen bucks an hour. In in the fifties. That was in the fifties, and that was big money. Yeah. And I says, I'll, I'll be there in a couple of weeks. I'm going home first. And my brothers wouldn't let me go. They, they begged me to stay. Why did they want you to stay? They, well, they liked you that much? I was, they were probably afraid they were never going to see him again. I was free, white and 21, you know, and I drank a lot of beer. And they didn't. They were, they were uh, goodies, goody goodies. Oh, yeah. They were still in the church. No, my, my brother was a Christian reformer. So he changed churches, but was still very... Pretty strict. But anyway, he says, you come to my house, he says, he was on the farm. He's, he says, you buy seven cows, that's what I got, seven cows. I'll milk the cows, and all you have to do is help me with the chores if you're around. If you're not, he says, I'll do them. But he says, you... I got a truck, and you go scalping, go to sale barns and buy cattle, and take them home, and we make money that way. So that's all I did. Is went to sale barns every afternoon, bought bought cattle, and you were doing that pretty late. I mean, I remember going with you to sale barns when I was a kid. I don't know what you were doing there. Do you remember? No, I was still single. That's probably when we were buying pigs for your, out to your folks' place. Okay. They bought sheep one time. Remember that? Yeah, I remember those sheep. Remember those sheep? They gave them shots and they went about 10 feet in the air and lay down and died. No, that wasn't it. Well, that was when they're cutting their tails, I suppose. We had a few beers and. They had long tails, and I was, they was on the pickup. I think I had nine sheep on there, and I took a sharp knife and just cut the tails off. I didn't think about it, but, you know, they rubbed each other on the wool, and they got blood on the wool, and they got worms on there, and they killed them. 
top of them. And what's the purpose of cutting off the tails? Well, they get manure on them and shit on them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember the rubber bands. Yeah, when they're little, but these were big, bigger sheep already. Mm. These weighed 100 pounds or something. You remember but, stuff when you were really little then, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can remember when I was three, pretty vividly. It was a different time then, really. Oh. If you think about the 80s, and you compare it to the 50s, or whatever time, it wasn't that. I mean, three news channels, no internet, no computer. Exactly. Wasn't that different? No. It's, well, since then, things are, are much different. Oh. No telephones that you carried around? Did you remember the old telephones on the wall? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crank them. Yeah, if you had a really long cord, you could you could walk to the yeah, next room. Right, right. I remember the ones you, yeah, you would, the dial, you'd spin it. Yeah, I think your mom's got one here. Yeah. I gave her one some one time. No, this is a, this from these old ones that you crank with Oh, crank. that one. Yeah, no, that was, I came after that. You could uh, dial like, there was probably 20 people on the line. You ours was, that's, that was our telephone. Everybody had their own rhythm? Yeah, some just had, you know, and that was probably be yours. When I was growing up, in Inland, our telephone was number one. That was your phone number? Did you have this wall telephone too? Wait, your, your phone number was one? Number one. But who, so anybody in a certain area would hit one and would go to you? Yeah, I'd be a telephone operator then. She sat in this little office and she, they had to plug it in. You know, but ours was number one. My dad's truck, on his truck, on his sign on the top, Louis Holch, telephone number one. Huh. Dad's truck, he started driving, having a truck in 1929, 28, I guess. Yeah, my grandpa and grandpa, both my grandpas, they had, one had a Model T and the other one had a Model A. And they'd come down once or twice in the summertime, we lived on a farm. They'd come down once or twice and they'd act like they didn't know how to run the brakes and come on our farmyard and they'd turn on our driveway and just about roll that car over. Every time they'd be going too fast. Well, they're just wild little hounders. Well, they, they didn't know how to use the brake, I don't think. Wasn't any airbags or seatbelts to see there. It was. <laughs> I doubt it. No. I, this was see, in the twenties when they were coming down. I forget. I don't. I don't know. I mean, you were really young. No, they didn't have seatbelts in the twenties. No, oh, no, that, that, no, that wasn't until like probably. The he wasn't 70s. born until thirty-three. Okay. He wasn't born until thirty-three. There weren't seatbelts in thirty-three yet. But you were born in thirty-three. Yeah, they. That's a good year to be born. 41, they didn't have seat belts yet. No. Must have been. We never had seat belts when our kids were little. We never had seat belts. I either. don't think we had seat belts in the 57 years. You guys were probably yeah. smoking cigarettes with the windows up, too. We were. We were. <laughs> but you're still here, you know? Yeah. And we're driving, and the kid, little kid would stand right in the seat right next to us, and then we put our hand like this, and we make a turn so the kid don't fall over. 
There was no seat belts. No car seats, yeah. no none of that. Yeah. I smoked four packs of cigarettes the last day I smoked. Really? 1966. Never smoked again. And were you smoking four packs a lot of days? or? You no, just, just that day. I was uh, playing uh, uh, Pinnacle with two guys. The operator of the pool hall and Ray Jungerson. They both had a little money. And I didn't have shit. And dollar game and dollar set. And I was really lucky that day. I went home with 40 bucks and uh, I was so damn nervous I was smoking one right after the other, you know. While you were playing? Yeah. And on the way home I, I had a couple left in that pack and I threw them out by dodges there. And next morning I went down there and looked at it. I was going to pick them up and shit they were gone. Somebody <laughs> and I said to how I was laying. And just, Quit smoking. What but made you quit? It just felt like shit, or didn't bother me a bit. I... Yeah, smoking. Quitting smoking is easy. I've I've done it ten times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Started up again though. Yeah. I think I only quit once. We bet a dollar. She was bet a dollar. We both could quit. She started in again. She never paid me either. Well, you, you were smoking when I was a kid. Yeah, she didn't quit. Now, did people knew smoking was bad for you in '66, right? Or did they? Was it not? They well didn't. Known? No. Didn't no. even have filters in. No. And you still quit just because? Yeah. Was it money or was it health or what? You just. I just. It's not good for you. I, I knew that, and I just quit. When we started smoking, they were about 19 cents a pack. That went up to a quarter a pack. When was the first time that you saw or smelled marijuana? Like, what year was it? Do you remember? Was it a thing first in the service? Thing, I was cop down at the school, a deputy sheriff at the school, and I was supposed to make the guys quit smoking marijuana and... Wait, what, what school is this? West Line. Okay, in the 70s or the 60s? Uh, Must have been 70s. Randy Van Hill was 18 years old. Was he one of the smokers? He was drinking beer. And I took the beer away from him, put it in my trunk. I said, you want to drink it? Come down my place after the ball game. Was he dating your daughter yet? I don't, I don't know. No, I'm sure he was. And so the first time you encountered marijuana, you had to go go to the school? Well, I only had one guy I had to talk to was... Uh, yeah, was, but it wasn't because of marijuana, was yeah. it? Yeah. There was one. You sit behind, uh, went behind the garage, sitting there smoking, the guy, somebody told me that should, I should go check that out. So I went back there. What's his name? Kramer? No. He was always in the pool hall. There were a lot of guys in the pool hall, Lynn. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember shit anymore. He was still smoking then. Well, it don't ago. make a difference. You don't want names anyway. But anyway, I sat down and talked to him a while. Well, I fixed his doors. I put on a 
put on a storm door for him. Oh, Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird. Oh, was it uh, Cheryl's? Okay. Yeah. Tweety Bird, yeah. Tweety. Tweet. Yeah. And he was sitting behind the guys there, and I says, I'm not going to give you a ticket or anything. And I says, just don't smoke again. If I catch you smoking next week, you're going to get a ticket. And by God, I talked to uh, Paul Kramer. You know Paul Kramer? No. Bob young. Kramer, you know him? He's too uh, young. I know the, I know the, the, the Kramer, Kramer boys that came later. Well, anyway, it was old man Paul Kramer. He was, he was probably seven years old then. And he says, hey, Lane, come over here. I got a drink. They all had it put it in their shirt pocket, a uh, half pint, and they had a straw in and drink out of it. And I went over there and I says, I can't drink on this schoolyard anymore. It's against the law. And they hired me to make them quit. And uh, he says, oh, I'm going to quit right there. And then Bob come over he says, look at there, he's got a Deputy sheriff dad badge on him, he'll give you a ticket. It'll cost you over a hundred bucks. <laughs> and he says, put your t t liquor in your trunk and don't bring it back again. And I never seen, you know, I think I was deputy for about two years, and I never seen anybody drink it again. So how many tickets did you hand out? Not one. Two years? Not one. I just that first night. I talked to about four or five guys to quit drinking. I wasn't going to give a ticket. So you lost a job? You weren't giving out enough tickets? Uh, I, was, I didn't care. They begged me to take the job. Why'd they want you to take the job? To make them quit drinking. <laughs> and smoking, or not smoking, just quit drinking uh, uh, marijuana, you know. And Randy and Con Brower, they were, it was a basketball game, they were sitting behind the school, had a claw pack on the seat between them and drinking beer. And I walked out there and I, I said, you got to get rid of that beer. This was the first night too. And Randy got a little tough on me, but I told him, get rid of it or you're going to get a ticket. Well, he said, here, take that trough back. Well, I said, I'll take it and put it in my trunk and come down to my place and drink it afterwards. So they came down and drank it afterwards. <laughs> there you go. So, of all the, of all but the I've guys... Met, I've never told anybody about Randy, so don't spread that around. Okay, so that we're recording. <laughs> yeah, he's piss the only guy not a recording, you know. That oh, I'm sure you're drinking some beer, that's, that's no big That'll piss him off if he hears about it. Now he was 18, right? Yeah. As a kid. Drinking beer, that's nothing to be ashamed of. No, but uh, you're not supposed to drink on the school ground. Yeah, I suppose. Wow, everybody did. Oh, there's worse things. I can't believe of all the guys to to deputize to get people to quit drinking. Why Why you? <laughs> I was in good shape. I was tough. I had big muscle. I was scooping corn every day. And, but you were drinking yourself, weren't you? Yeah, not in the schoolyard. <laughs> but I didn't drink after I got, got to be cop in the schoolyard anymore. 
Who was the sheriff then? Uh, Vincent. I don't know. Well, he died before you were born, I think. Probably. No, 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 no. He, has, he just died a couple years ago. Weren't you on the city council at one point? Yeah. Well, they kicked him off. Why they kick you off? Well, why they? That's another thing with the garbage. Oh, the my my other grandpa. Yeah. What happened there? Uh, let's see what. I was on the city. No. They're gonna vote for the garbage collector line. Who's gonna get it, Snyder's or? More. No, they put it up for bids. They needed a, somebody to collect garbage. They put it up for bids. And your grandpa bid four and a half dollars a month. And this other guy from Rock Valley, Rosabum, he charged seven and a half dollars a month. So there was three of us guys that voted for your dad. Grandpa, yeah. And there was two that voted for Rosabum. Because they were Dutchmen. They wanted to give a, they were playing favorites. Yeah. Well, they thought he would vote for Rosebone because his name is Rosebone. Yeah, they hauled me out of the pool. Thought, thought I would vote for Rosebone, my cousin. But I wasn't, I wasn't going to pay him three dollars a month more for, you know, your dad, your grandpa would do it for three dollars less. And so, how did they end up voting? They voted? We voted for, I bet you, a year. Every month we vote for it a year. And the mayor, Caswell, he would, oh, we can't vote by ballot, we gotta vote. Vote by mouth, he says. And we, oh no, we can't vote by mouth, we gotta vote by ballot, he said. Oh, and he was waiting for one of us did not come to the council so he could vote, and he would vote and run it through. But then, then they finally got pissed off, and they, I was appointed. I wasn't, I wasn't voted, and I was appointed to be a councilman because somebody had left, and with, then they kicked me off, and they, they voted for somebody to get in. And, well, I did run again, but I. They kicked you off because you were getting in the way of them giving the contract to the Dutchman. To your dad, to your grandpa. Or they wanted to give the contract to the, the Dutchman, not, right. not my grandpa. Right. And so what ultimately happened? Did they succeed in, in giving the contract to the other guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's what you call a small town palace. Those bastards. It's a it's a Protestant. Thing. Well, they did the Dutch Reformed Church or the Christian Reformed Church. They yeah, the preacher said right on the pulpit, "Don't vote for for Lane Rosebud." Thank you. Um, and Cindy and Randy were going there. That's the reason I found out about that. Huh? Probably because he was Catholic. Oh yeah, that was a lot of it. Yeah, that was a lot of it. Yeah, that part of some of it, I don't know what it was, but it shouldn't make any difference what you were. If it would have been vice versa, I would have voted for the Islander. I would have done it for save the city money. Well, that seems like that makes too much sense, so they, they had to get you out of there. Yeah, they got me out of there, and then they, 
run for another holler for against me and well they told on the pulpit the preacher says don't vote for Lane Rose won't so everybody voted for all the CRs come out and the rest of the guys didn't give a shit I guess. And that church is still doing stuff, right? It didn't go anywhere. There's still a lot of CR. Oh yeah, quite a Folks. few. Not like it used. Not like it used to be, but it's pretty bad yet. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to get rid of the Well, I'm glad again that you got out of that song. Because if you didn't, somebody else would have had had to have. What's that? Broke, broken away from the church. Oh. Because if, if my mom hadn't, I'd, I probably would have. <laughs> yeah, you probably, you know, if I would have been going to that church or put the kids there, they probably married, probably wouldn't have married Snyder, but they would have married probably. Yeah, they, she would have married a Catholic guy. No, she wouldn't probably wouldn't have. No, crazy world. Now I think more of a Catholic than I do of a lot of Hollanders, I'll tell you that. Why is that? Because they're more honest. Catholics are more honest? You bet. Why do you suppose that is? I don't know. Do you think Catholics would lie a lot because we have confession? We could always go confess later. Hollanders they lie a lot. Hollanders are sneaky. Sneaky, like with money? Well, yeah, that, that's a big thing. They're money hungry. Huh. Or who's going to listen to this? Oh, probably a few people that we know. That don't do the note. Yeah, I don't think you said anything that needs to be uh, edited. Unless you, unless you feel otherwise. What do you say? I don't think that you've said anything that you need to worry about. Well, I don't want my brother and sisters to hear it. Oh, shit, they're all dead. No, well, wait, <laughs> wait for the last ones to die on me. They're just about all gone. No. That's terrible to say, but it's true. I just had my brother's son's wife just died yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Mich she was young. Michigan. 50 years old. Uh, from COVID or? No. She had Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, that's not good. That's really a bad one. Is that genetic? I don't know. Uh, My brother-in-law and Susanna died two months ago. How old was he? 78, I think. Marv? Yeah. 88, I mean, 88. There you go, 88. So you were the youngest? What? You were the youngest? No, I was right in the middle. I got one, what, I got two, two brothers, three brothers and... Three brothers left and a sister, two sisters. I got two brothers in Michigan and a sister in Michigan. A lot of Dutchmen in Michigan, huh? Oh yeah, Grand Rapids. No, my... My youngest brother is married to a Catholic. He's 
just like I am. <laughs> we get along pretty good. He just about died from COVID. Yeah. His younger brother, he just about, he was this close to going to the ventilator. Oh. Yeah. He's in, he's in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, he was in bad shape. Trisha he was going to make it, but he made it. Yeah, he was four years old when his mother died. His parents died really young. His dad seven, from seven heart attack months. and his mom from stomach cancer. Hmm. And the, she was young, really young. Really young. 45. 45. She, intestines, she had cancer. Well, and that's your stomach. They took her small intestines out, all of them. And she left two years after that. But she was sick for a whole year. Oh, was she 45 and she had 13 kids already? Yep. That's ridiculous. Well, she, wow. was, she was 43 when she had her last kid. Wow. 13 kids. Two of them died when they were six she, weeks she old. She was pregnant just about her whole life, you know? Every year and a half she had a kid about. Any miscarriages? I don't think so. Though. Not that I know pretty good. Get 13 kids, no miscarriage. I almost call that abuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought nine was a lot on my dad's side. Yeah. <laughs> Two of those kids died in infancy, though. What kind of illness did they have? I don't think they knew, did they? Your brother and sister that died, what would they die from? I don't even know, I think. Heart problems, I think, probably. I don't know what, what they died from. To me, it sounds like that little girl was probably oh, my, mentally. Well, my brother, my my brother that died at six weeks old, he was just below me. I must have been a year and a half old when he died. And my youngest, the youngest one, she died. I don't know. She was sick when she was born. And yeah, I think there was something wrong with her all the time. My mother held her on her lap for six weeks. Yeah. So both of your parents were born in America, or? No, well, my dad was born in Holland. My mother was born in uh, America. She was born by um, or somewhere. And her parents came from the Netherlands, too? Her parents? I'm sure they did. Yeah, they did. What was her maiden name? Floyd. And so your dad spoke Dutch then, or did he move too early to... to he, was, he was uh, two years old when he... Oh, okay. he come over here. No, he was older than that. No. Then take him over, don't we have that picture of them with their wooden shoes on and by those horses? He must have been about 12 years old. Yeah, but he was in America when he, I'm pretty sure he was two years old when he came over. Well, well, I don't know. You know what part of the Netherlands they lived in? I think I got it written in my book at home, but I don't know. What's the name of that? What was the name of that place? I don't know. Ada? Ada. Ada. Oh, okay. I remember somebody mentioned Ada. 
Brent, you were over there for a while. Yeah, yeah. We went down to uh, a little town, starts with a B, like Bergen or something, to see uh, on the Snyder side. Like, you go to a cemetery and see yeah. gravestones with Snyders. And did they, okay, when you went over there, did they take the gravestones and threw them behind the barn and bury somebody else on top of it because they didn't have room? Like they could have, but we were like a normal cemetery, so... But that, I'm sure that well, I've heard that's what they that, did. And there's not a lot, not a lot of land there. Yeah, yeah. They run out of land. Well, I heard they bury six on top and set one on top yeah. of the other. But then when that one, when they, they take that gravestone off and put it behind the barn or something. Not a gravestone. They, they had them buried in a cave, I think. Yeah, whatever. But then they take the bottom one out and throw that away, and then the bury the new one on top. That's what I heard, but. Did you go to any churches down there when you was there? I didn't go to like a service, but I think I saw like a cathedral. It's kind of foggy, I don't remember. No, I didn't really go to church though. How about Ada? Was you in Ada? No, oh. but I remember you, some of, one of you mentioning Ada before. Did, did they drink a lot of wine over there? Uh, well, I say mostly beer. Beer? Yeah, I mean, I was 21. Yeah, so was, I know, but I would just, but yeah, I'm sure they, and they, they the pubs were, were always full. Like yeah. they, they drink. Well, I mean, and the Dutchmen here they don't, are different, see, what I'm, what I'm getting at. And in Holland, they're a lot more lenient than they are here. Well, yeah, they kicked out all the, they didn't kick out, but all the strict ones left. Yeah, and so, they kept the good ones. Yeah. I heard that uh, it's 70% Catholic. Is that true or not? I don't know. I mean, it could be. Uh, in the south, it is. I would bet. So the south, the southern part of the Netherlands is is more Catholic than the north. But historically, I think Netherlands has been kind of half and half Protestant. Do you know? I heard that Catholic is the oldest religion. That's the first religion that. Well, it is. Was, is that true or isn't it? It's, it's older than most other Christian religions, but Catholics didn't start until 300 years after Jesus was dead. For the first 300 years after Jesus was dead, the Romans were um, suppressing Christians. They would feed them to the lions, they would do all this kind of shit, and then it wasn't until 300 years later, like, oh, if you can't beat them, join them. So mm -hmm. they, they made the official, what we call the Catholic Church now. And so they claimed and that's that when the Lutherans, the broke, Lutherans came later. broke away. Yeah, because Catholics weren't translating the Bible and charging people money to go to heaven and all this nonsense. So Luther, I don't know what year, in the 1800s maybe, 1700s? Yeah. One of those, whatever. But he said, ah, oh, this is bullshit. You got to you gotta uh, translate the Bible so people know what they're reading. And you shouldn't be charging people money to, to go to heaven. I so, just wonder, you know, in my... Folks, my, my, my dad came when they got married. They went to Lebanon, Iowa. That's a little town. I don't know if you ever heard of it or not. Mm -hmm. But they didn't have a church. So they went, Sunday nights, they went to different homes. Okay. And there was uh, Vanderhoof, two brothers. They would preach or talk or pray or whatever. And this one brother could talk better than the other one. 
So they decided to build a church and make him a preacher. Is that possible, or what do you think? I say, why not? Why not? And I think that's probably the first Dutch Reformed church there was. So they grew up CR, and then they created well, I don't a know church what they, called? I don't know what they were before that. <coughs> but sure, there's so many, so many branches. You know, enough time passes, people start arguing, and they, well, we're to form our own church. I say, more the merrier. See, we didn't talk to our folks very much. Uh, we'd come in the house to eat, and we'd go out. After after supper, we'd go and play in the haymow. Eight o'clock, we had to go go to bed. And we didn't talk to our folks very much. We weren't in the house very much. Not even in the wintertime. We'd go up in the haymow and play basketball and that kind of shit. Sounds like a good time. Well, it's cold out there. Yeah, that's true. And when the, in the wintertime, we'd, there'd be hay up there, and we'd dig holes all through that hay, play hide and seek, and we'd crawl through there. And <laughs> it's funny none of you kids broke your arms or legs or something. It's funny you, you didn't. We jump. We were just like monkeys. We jump from one tree to another, designed on our belly, from one branch that they're five feet apart. We jump and land and play tag up in the trees. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. You didn't break an arm. Yeah, it is. Summertime, we play softball out in the pasture. And then when it get dark, when it's just getting dark, we'd all grab a baseball bat and we'd go hunting jackrabbits and we'd have probably 15 kids. We'd make a circle and get a rabbit in the middle and we'd probably be 20 feet apart and that jackrabbit try to get between us and throw bats at them. That's got to be tough to surround got, a jackrabbit. Yeah, it, you know, I don't know if they can, can't see as well when it's getting dark or not, but we'd get around them and we'd, you know, we'd probably start out a half mile apart and close in on them. And when they get when they're 20 feet apart, that rabbit would try to run between us and throw a bat at him. I can remember getting two of them, you know. No, we sold them. We sold them to the Alborg Mink Farm for a dollar a piece. Eat the mink. Huh. Yeah, they, they skin them and they feed the meat to the... And his grandpa, he, he canned jackrabbit, right? Yeah. Oh, God. His kids would shoot jackrabbits and bring them jackrabbits and he'd can them. How they taste? Not worth a shit. No? When we'd go to the service, he'd always... Invite us on Sunday night for before we went to the service. He'd invite us down for jackrabbit. He thought that was a treat. He invited me down, and I couldn't hardly eat it. I ate pretty ate. tough. I don't think it was tough. It just didn't taste for the yeah. shit. I can't believe that you didn't get food poisoning from that. Have your grandpa can it? I can't imagine. Making me hungry. <laughs>
I suppose his kids helped him with that, I suppose. I don't see many jackrabbits anymore, are they? No, they're, they're, no. Just, they're not even around anymore. They say that on the airport there's a bunch of them. I haven't seen a jackrabbit for years. Is the airport fenced in? I think so, yeah. I think that they said there's quite a few jackrabbits in the airport. I never one spot they don't get hunted. I never seen them, but that's probably against a lot of hunting now. Anymore. I don't know. I think they got a disease. What happened and they died. There's no way you could shoot them that many jackrabbits. We'd go out uh, every Saturday afternoon and hunt jackrabbits in the plowground. At that time, everybody plowed their land. You know, in the fall, and there'd be big clots, and the jackrabbits be hiding behind them clots. And we'd walk in plow grounds and hunt jackrabbits, and we had a belt. We'd carry, be carrying six jackrabbits on the side. And my brother Dick, he jackrabbit got up in front of me, took off, and he shot that jackrabbit. My God, there was another one sitting there. He got two in one shot. <laughs> Did you guys throw the jackrabbits in the back seat of the car and then expect to take your girlfriend out? Yeah, I if my dad had 34 Chevy and I asked this one girl to Not her? No, not no, me. Not me. Dude, it's a girl uh, she asked her her name was Wilma Van Grodist. And I asked her to go out and she asked, she go with me. So I opened the door and she was going to get in. She looked in the back seat and all the blood in the back seat <laughs> on the floorboard. <laughs> I'm not going to go in there, she said. I thought you were a murderer. <laughs> yeah. How are you supposed to know that? So I didn't get to take her out. Well, you're left out there. When did you guys meet? When she was 14 years old. How old were you? Seven years older, 21. He robbed the cradle is what he did. Well, back then that 20, was... No, I was 20 years old. Just before I went to service, I think I took you out to... We went to uh, Okoboji. Oh, you were, you were long in the service when you went to Okoboji. Oh, I was in the service then already? Yeah. Before I went overseas, though, no, I just, I was only 20 years old when I, you had to be 14. You had your army uniform on, I know that, we took that dumb picture. Oh, when I went to camp, yeah, I was through basic training and I, I did eight weeks in. Did your dad not like him at first? Or he did was, you like him right he was dead. Louis? No, Louis. Not my dad wasn't dead. Oh, your dad, huh? Yeah. Did, did you guys get along right away, or? I didn't see him until I had her knocked up. And... Oh, thank you, Lane. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I says, Isn't he neat? You got our I seen him a couple times, I guess, but he says, Will you give me permission to marry your daughter? And he's laying on the dad port. And he'd come up, what'd you say? And I had my hand on the doorknob, 
take off because he was a big brute. I was scared of him. And he says, can't you wait until she gets out of high school? I says, we have to get married. <laughs> and then I, we took off. And then the next time I come, a week later or two, I come back there and they both agreed that. So what was his reaction when he, he found out that she was pregnant? Did he, did he start yelling or what? Was he shocked? Yeah, he was shocked. He says, can't you wait until she's out of high school? Such a peach. Well, it worked out, so. Yeah, I got along better with her than any of my other brothers and sisters. With her? Who? Mom? You and I got oh. along better than the rest of my family. Oh. Did with her family and had, had better, a lot more fun. And... Yeah, he was a black sheep of his family, but we turned out had the best kids in the whole damn works. Oh, I was not one of my folks. I, we were, I wasn't a black sheep. Well, you were to his... After I left the church, probably right. I was. Right. Then nobody ever argued with me or said anything about it. Never talked about it. And so what, uh, did your siblings like her? No. Because she was too young or was I don't know, I don't know, I did You guys were kind of, you and your siblings were not hanging around too much. Well, I didn't go to their church for one thing. Yeah. I, I went to her church. Yeah, Lutheran. But he asked if your, your family liked me. Well, they, they, they never said anything. We, we got together and yeah. family would go get together and stuff, but we never talked about religion or anything. One thing about it, his folks died so young, but you know, those kids, they really stuck together and they still, they still do to this day. And that kind of surprises me because a lot of people would break up, families would break up, but theirs never did. Well, there's so many kids, weren't, was there like one bunch that were a little older or one bunch that was younger, or was it all? Well, you know, all a year and a half apart. When we got married, some of your brothers and sisters were married and had kids already. Like two. Well, they had, they had kids when my dad died already. Yeah. That worked out. Well, it's Colby now. You got a, a great grandson that's 20, 27? No, I bet. Oh, he's, not, he's not that old. I bet he is. No. I bet he's 25, isn't he? And how old is he compared to Jaffe? What'd you say? Colby. Oh. No, he's not that old, man. He's, he, he could be 23. I'd imagine he's at least. 23. But yeah, I mean, you, if you got a great grandkid that's yeah. an adult, that's. Yeah, I know. I mean, you could have a kid here. Well, <laughs> you when, when Kobe got married, it was kind of funny. They had that outdoor wedding. You weren't there, were you? Colby's uh, wedding? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think you were either. Anyway, walked down the aisle with Kobe, and your mom heard somebody say, Is that, who is that? Is that his mother or his. What was it, what they asked, if it was his mother or his grandmother? And Janice couldn't stand it. She said, that is his great-grandmother. 
I thought that was kind of neat. That was kind of a compliment to me. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, that's how that went. I thought you were going to say sister. Is that his no, mother's sister? No, no, no. It was his mother and grandmother. That was his great grandmother. And I can't remember what year Kobe was born. I got it in my book, but my memory isn't like it used to be. If I had to guess, I'd say 96. That he was born? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably right. He'd be 24 years old then. That's about 25. Yeah, I suppose, be 25. He's about that. I suppose he's about that way. Yeah, that could be. Kobe married a Dutch reformer. Yeah, is he in the church? I don't know. I she don't know. Out? I think she's pretty little. She's pretty much a Dutch reformer. I know he went a few times. I don't know yeah, if he goes every. I don't think she's changed. Well, everything comes full circle. Yeah. Maybe their kid will have to leave yeah, the church. I don't know. Start all over again. They never talk about it. We don't see Kobe much. He only lives two blocks from us in Townsend. Yeah. When did you go there? Yeah. Well, there's two things you shouldn't talk about is religion and... Politics. Politics. Why not? Well, That's what I, you I'm say. Afraid, I I'm afraid if I talk politics, I'd probably be kicked out, so I'd sure. That's, that's where you get an argument with. Yeah, people people take that shit too seriously. Yeah, that's it, you know. It is. It's ridiculous. The whole damn works is ridiculous. No, uh, I wouldn't dare to talk to my brother and sister. I would dare, but I don't do it. But they, they get mad about it. Mad about what? If I start talking about religion to them, I would say I, I think more about the Catholics than I do about the Dutch Reformers. They would just get real angry. Well, you got to keep your mouth shut. That's what I do. Maybe you should come to the uh, Catholic Church. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We haven't been to church for a year. Well, but you know what we listen to on Sunday? The Catholic Church. And we really like to listen to this guy up here, this Donald... De Groen or whatever his name is. is he in the area? He's a Catholic. He's a Catholic priest at the uh, the cathedral. He makes common sense talk. You ought to go there. He really does. Go to church. I said it wouldn't take much for me to turn to him. I just go for the wine. Yeah. Now that's <laughs> another thing. Okay, we watch this and they take they have communion, but I never see him get wine. Hmm. Maybe they stopped it with the. Uh, he COVID. drinks the wine. He drinks the. the he gets the wine. He got a cup full like this, and he drinks that. But the I, audience don't get anything. I bet they stopped it with the COVID stuff because they used to give you a drink, just wipe it. Next person drink. Yeah. Next person yeah. out of the same cup. Well, bet. maybe that's the deal. The COVID stuff. Maybe that's they stopped it then, because that's one thing I really noticed in our church. You get a little sticking thimble, you know. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That big. And that's what you get for your wine. And that does make sense. But I said that to Wayne more often. I said, I can't believe it. Communion, they don't get wine. You go to church? I haven't been to church in a while. At least a year. 
Oh, we haven't either. But well, we haven't because of this COVID. But now when we got our shots and stuff, we're going to have to go back. Does Randy and Denise go to I don't church? I think that they have since I've been here. It could be COVID related, but I, I don't know. I don't think they do. I don't think they're terribly happy about the Catholic Church no. scandals. I, 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 think, think I think your dad left. Yeah. He oh, doesn't go kind of, uh, was, what, what's the deal? Well, he wasn't happy. Well, I don't think anything official, but maybe just kind of dropped out. But yeah, I mean, when they, they released names of those accused, uh, it was a long list, and one of them was the Rock Rapids priest. No kidding? Yeah. Wow. I never heard that one. He what, was there when I was, was a junior in high school. I must have been too old for him because wow. he, he never put a move on me. But yeah, there, there was a priest in, in Rock Rapids that was on the list of... Uh, having sex? Yeah. Yeah, wow. that's what reason your dad quit yeah. going to... Yeah, because the church would protect these guys and move them to different... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad deal. Holy cow, that would be a bad deal. They should just wipe it clean. Just let the... Just elect a new priest, some married yeah. guy in the church who cares if he's married. Exactly, I agree. Wonder why a priest can't get married. Wonder what's the reason for that? Just their religion. Well, I, I, some people say it started over property. The Roman, the Vatican wanted to make sure they kept all as much property as they could, and if the priests had children, they would have heirs and could pass down some stuff. So they'd rather just say, "Now oh, you, you just work for us." Oh, it's for money then. Probably a lot of it has to do with money. A lot of it's money. The whole world is money. Oh yeah, when it comes right down to it, that's what there's miles to. I gotta get rid of some of this coffee. Oh, I'll drink for you. If you don't wanna. No, I'll. I'm gonna drink it. I just gotta oh. go get rid of something. <laughs> oh, I, I won't drink that. You might try you that. Keep that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't been to church. I can't remember last time. It was probably Christmas. That's about when we quit going coming to this. Everybody tells me not to get around people because I'll die and I don't want to die. I'm going to have to do it anyway, I guess, but... Yeah, I think, uh, I think we're past, we're past all this shit. Yeah, I'm, two weeks I, I'm safe, they tell me. Yeah. I have to wait two weeks after your second shot, they tell me, and then you're pretty well over the hill. And is everything open in Inwood, like the cafe and... Is there a bar in Inwood? Yeah. And they're all open now? Yeah. Yeah, there's parts of the country that are still locked down, and there's... Around here, it's like, it's almost back to normal. You know, there's nothing closed in Sioux Falls. I don't know. They... Well, back to that uh, dark tournament, that town was just plugged full of cars. But uh, there's less people going there, you know. Yeah. During the day, anyway. Any businesses shut down in Inwood, or is everybody still making it through? Uh, most of them are open. Most people are wearing masks, or everybody is, I guess.
Oh, I think they protect you. I'm skeptical. Yeah. You run around without them? But, but Matt, you're skeptical, but you are also young. Yeah, true. So there you go. That's that's the name of the game. Okay, right? ready to start the snow. Looks pretty white out here. Yep. When you get older, things change. Everything changes. And I mean everything. Is that true? Everything changes? Oh, shit, I can't get around anymore. I just shouldn't stay home and go someplace anymore. Well, it's that you almost get scared to I, go anywhere. I fell here about two weeks ago again. Oh, I could not get up. Laying on my back, I couldn't get up, I couldn't get on my knees. I had to call 911. <laughs> you see that in the middle of the night, two old people trying to get him off the floor. Not a pretty sight. <laughs> it's just, Are you drinking? No. <laughs> Shit. I haven't had a... Can't do that either anymore. I haven't had a beer for six months. I had a drink for Christmas and I didn't have black velvet and water and I, I couldn't drink it. I threw it away. I don't even care for it anymore. Well, that's, that's probably good. Yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> anymore, you don't dare drink. Have a hard enough time where it is standing on your feet. I don't even care for it anymore. So I guess I won't quit drinking. No, you better not for a while. I'm going to enjoy it while I can. And yeah, you better. Yeah, you better do what you want to do now because. Yeah. When you get older, you can't do it anymore. Do what you can do. Well, on that note, who's thirsty? Uh, shout out to Baba G DIY Edible Kits uh, if you're into medical marijuana edibles or I guess even recreational uh, marijuana edibles. Uh, go to OregonBaba.com. They got candy molds, candy mixers, all the fixings you need to make your own homemade eddies. Uh, again, that's organbaba.com. Also, shout out to Octane Inc., the Midwest premier one-stop shop for anything you want customized. They got an awesome team of graphic designers. They can whip up a uh, personal monogram, customized logo, whatever you want. They can make it happen. Check them out at octaneinkllc.com. Again, that's octane, I-N-K, L-L-C.com. We'll see you guys next week. I guess maybe not see you, but I'll, I'll chat at you. Uh, next week. Until then, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.